The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Today's sponsors are Benedictine College and Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio, entertainment, and information. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash thinkingbigger. Joining us today is Ace Calwood, the co-founder and COO of Coffitivity. Coffitivity streams the ambient noise of a coffee shop to your desktop or your device to boost your creativity. It was developed by Calwood and Justin Kosler, two Virginia Commonwealth University graduates who became business partners while they were working on their degrees in entrepreneurship. Ace and Justin have seen almost instant success with Coffitivity, one of Time Magazine's 50 best websites of 2013. The site also has won national attention from Inc. Magazine, Popular Science, and Life Hacker. Welcome to the show today, Ace. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Okay, so Coffitivity, how did you get inspired to create such a company? Uh, it was, I guess, kind of what we call one of those perfect storms, to be honest with you. Um, we, Justin and I, I guess as you mentioned in the intro, have worked together on several projects, um, both in school and as we graduated. But we had been in and out of the coffee shop as we were rebranding and kind of repositioning our first uh, business. And as we went back to our day jobs, Justin works down at the university, as do I, and we both have offices down there. Um, he got back to the day job, and it was just dead quiet. And so... He actually gave me a call, and apparently he had asked his boss if he could take his computer and go to the coffee shop to get work done. And, <laughs> you know, as you can imagine, she said no. And so he said, if I can't go to the coffee shop, I'm going to bring it to me. So he called me and uh, told me that was kind of his idea, and we went from there. Okay. So when you say you went from there, uh, did, did, was this truly just for personal uh, circumstances to begin with so that Justin could get some work done? Or did you think, oh, wow, we have, this could be a business? So interestingly enough, I actually told Justin it was, it was a terrible idea. Um, I, I said, we're, we're not going to do that because coffee shop sounds that can't be a thing that uh, helps people work. And he said, well, buddy, you've worked with me on the past couple projects, and guess what? You're working with me on this one. Um, interestingly enough, shortly after in kind of working in academia, I happened to stumble across a study that substantiated what he had been talking about. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I got on board at that point. Um, and we started building, but yeah, it was, it was absolutely kind of scratching an itch for ourselves. Um, and then we ended up using the audio that we recorded initially to build the website and found that, Hey, it actually was helping us get some things done. And so, um, as as we do in entrepreneurship, we, we went straight to Google to see if anything like it existed when the idea came up, because if it didn't, we'd be wasting a lot of time right. uh, building something that already was out there. But 
you know, we did our due diligence and then ended up building it for ourselves and then found out that there were a lot of people like us that it resonated with. And from what I understand, you had to teach yourself how to code in order to get this launched, right? So I did not. I, for probably better, do not write a line of code. Um, Justin, on the other hand, did, and that was that was kind of the second leg of personal project. Not only just Coffee Shop Sounds to help us work, but it was a way for us to go learn some skills we didn't have already. Um, so Justin taught himself how to code. He went to CodeAcademyLinda.com and a couple other places, and within a month had built his first website, which happened to be Coffeeativity. So Coffeeativity, once you launched this, I think on the first day you maybe had uh, you know a hundred or so page views, and by the second day it was just taken off. How did how did you build that kind of traffic? I mean now it's uh, I think it's on nearly two million or around two million. Yeah, yeah, just over two million users in about sixteen months, which is insane and certainly unexpected on our end. Um, yeah, so you hit it on the head. About 120 page views, and I, I joke that means Justin's mom and my mom looked at the site 60 times a piece. Um, bless their hearts. Maybe they did. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I think Justin and I were just probably refreshing it, so we contributed to that number too. Um, but yeah, we had 120 page views the second day, 49,000. And that was, I think, uh, in part our placement. So. You know, as we launch products and as we think about, you know, how to get a product into the marketplace, we consider where the people that it would resonate with hang out. And for us, we identified Hacker News, which is Reddit for the tech community, if you will. Right. Um, so it's Y Combinator's uh, kind of upvote, downvote blog site. And we posted there and said, hey, coffee shop sounds make you more creative. Um, and the dev community, as well as early adopters and thought leaders, hang out and check out Hacker News every day. So we ended up on the front page for about two days, two and a half days, something like that. Um, and so that's where a lot of our initial users came from. That's where a lot of the thought leaders started talking about us, Tristan Walker, Guy Kawasaki. And then the press guys actually check out Hacker News pretty frequently. And some of our early press came from that site. Um, so that's that's really, I think, where that viral uptick came in, and that helped skyrocket profitivity into the press and, and more mainstream now. Mm-hmm. So how have you been able to grow coffee? I'm almost afraid to say that word. I'm going to botch you. But how have you been able to grow coffeeativity in that digital space? You mentioned that early on you got a few key people, like you know, very very highly recognized people, talking about it in social media. Guy Kawasaki, you were on Lifehacker. The press picked it up. A lot of times when you get the, that kind of attention, it's short-lived. You know, you have this burst of activity, but to be able to, to sustain the activity, how have you done that? Sure, sure. So that that was actually a, a concern of ours, which is interesting. Coffeeativity was always a project for us. Um, it wasn't necessarily a business. And so, you know, as we looked at it as a project, it was like, well, shoot, this is great right now. We're getting a lot of traction. Um, if it doesn't live, that's all right, because this is this is fun. Um, but our second thought was, all right, how do we make this a little bit more sustainable? So we built in a couple of viral mechanics to the site was kind of the first way we did that um, outside of continuing the PR push, which is a lot of what I handled talking to, to press and talking about maybe the next legs and steps for the site. Um, but as you go to the site, the web app itself, you'll get a little pop-up that says, hey, what are you working on? We love hearing what people are doing with positivity, mm-hmm. um, which is true. We, we love the little anecdotes and stories we get from our users, 
But what we found is by allowing people to share that with us and then tweet it, um, they're more prone to put profitivity out to their personal network. And what you find from there is, um, you know, a, a developer, for instance, is working on new lines of code for his new site with profitivity. He's now shared that with his Twitter audience. And from there, his Twitter audience says, hey, Joe Schmo, developer, buddy of mine who I follow, loves writing lines of code. I know he loves doing that. There's this thing that's helping him do that a little bit better. What is that thing? And that thing happens to be profitivity when people share that. And so we've found that by sharing with personal networks, you know, we get a better message out to our audience and then people get intrigued and, and like follow on and come check us out. Right. Um, so that is driven. We've actually taken the modal down as a little test and our, our traffic is, is tailored off a little bit. Mm -hmm. and so it's, uh, that's a huge piece of driving and, and getting more users. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I, if I remember the number right, you have had downloads in all but seven countries in the entire world. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, we're, we're trying to figure out how to get into those last seven countries. They're, uh, they're typically small African countries on the coast is what we've seen. Uh, well, and obviously, you know, access to Internet has to, has to be there in order for that to happen. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. But when we get back, Ace, I want to talk with you about the product itself and how people can access it and what their options are once they do that sort of thing. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Great. You want real results. You want your efforts to count for something. And you don't have time to waste. We understand. That's why the Executive MBA program at Benedictine College is the program more than 400 alums say help them accelerate their careers and enhance their approach to management and leadership. You're ready immediately to contribute to your organization's success. We invite you to check out benedictine.edu slash EMBA to learn more about our program and what it has to offer. Before we get back to the show, I'm Kelly Scanlon, your host, and I'd like to introduce you to one of our new sponsors. The company is Audible.com, and if you're not familiar with what they do, they're a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to any of them on any device including what you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, don't go to their main website because you won't be able to get the offer if you do that. You need to go to our URL, audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. And if you do that, you get one free audiobook and a one-month free trial of the service. You need to use our special URL, audibletrial.com forward slash Thinking Bigger in order to get that free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. That's audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Would the real Obamacare please stand up? The No Politics Spend Free Zone for Health Care and the Affordable Care Act. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, and I'm joined every week by your federally certified Affordable Care Act specialist, Mr. Greg Howard. That's a mouthful. You said it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what we really do. What we really do is help people understand how the Affordable Care Act impacts them, their family, their business. We make it simple so that people can go on with their lives. 
Couldn't have said it better myself. And you'll find it every Friday at 1 p.m. on Smart Company Thinking Bigger Radio at blogtalkradio.com. That's Would the Real Obamacare Please Stand Up, Fridays at 1. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Ace, the uh, founder, co-founder of Coffitivity, and he's been Ace has been talking with us about what inspired uh, he and Justin to create such a company. Uh, it's one of those things where you just kind of smack your head and say, "Why didn't I think of that?" I mean, have you had people say that to you, Ace? All the time. They laugh. They laugh. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the, you've talked about the inspiration and so forth, as I mentioned, but let's talk about the the coffitivity itself. I'm listening to the show right now. You've intrigued me. How do I, how do I go and access it? What do I do to get this background ambiance of a coffee shop? Sure. So a couple ways to do that. Um, The easiest generally is going to coffitivity.com. That's C-O-F-F-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y.com. I've done that before, as you can I can tell, tell, yeah. You're pretty good <laughs> um, at it. But Coffitivity.com will take you to our web app, and the audio actually auto-plays as soon as you get there. So the site loads up, and you start hearing kind of the chatter, the clatter, the dishes clinking, the people in the background having conversations of a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the easiest way to get there. You'll actually see some links to our um, our mobile apps. So we have apps in all the major app stores, um, Android, iOS, so iPad and iPhone. There is a Mac app, so it sits in the desktop, um, the menu bar of your Mac, and then Kindle as well. Um, so a lot of options for taking Coffitivity on the go. Um, and then our mobile website is up as well, so you can easily go with your uh, device mm-hmm. to a browser and pull up Coffitivity. Um, you can get audio all of those ways. All right. So if you download it, say, to your, your Apple desktop, when you fire up the machine, does it automatically start playing or do you have to activate it? So there's an option to, uh, to do that when you, when you download the app originally, um, or initially rather, you can toggle on load upon um, boot or uh, just go into your menu bar and turn it on from there. All right. And the other thing is you get some options when you go out there. I, I don't know which one is the default so that when you go to the page, it automatically, you know, you start hearing the, the background immediately. But once you are there, you can change it up. You can yep. get the breakfast morning murmur. Uh, I think you have lunchtime lounge, which is a little noisier. Yep. And, and then, of course, what would a site like Coffitivity be without university undertones? Uh, you know? Right. So that actually, uh, university undertones comes from my work at the business school um, at Virginia Commonwealth University. I teach entrepreneurship down there. And I went down to the little cafe where I did school and now work and did some audio there. So you get kind of the college crowd in university undertones and then a little bit more mellow in lunchtime lounge and morning murmur. Mm-hmm. How long do these tracks go on? Uh, do they go for an hour or are they just an endless loop? How does that They work? are endless loops. And so it will auto loop um, depending on, well, all the tracks auto loop, but you can change tracks whenever. But yeah, auto loop, so endless play. You don't have to worry about it. And I think I saw something out there on your site that said share your favorite sounds. Could I actually go to my favorite coffee shop 
and record and upload as well? Absolutely, yeah. So we actually ask our users to do that. Some have, actually, and we'll have some of those audio tracks coming out shortly. Um, but, yeah, if, if you have some audio, some chatter clatter that you like and the feel and vibe of your favorite coffee shop, you can certainly record it. We give some guidelines on the site. Um, so if you actually click through Send Us Your Sounds, um, it'll give you a little bit of a guideline sheet for how to record and, and what we look for. But we'd love to get people's sounds on the site. Talk to us about the funding for this. Have you bootstrapped this? Uh, have you had some investors yet? Are you going after investments? Yeah, so entirely bootstrapped thus far. Um, you know, we've spent almost nothing on marketing, which has been great. We've, again, been able to do that with just a strong user base um, and then the press. But, uh, yeah, it, the beauty of kind of teaching yourselves how to do things. You know, I've done a fair amount of the creative direction. Um, one of our friends did design, and then Justin taught himself how to code. So we've been able to do all of the, everything we need in-house. Um, and then we, of course, sold the apps for a little bit. So we made a little bit of operating cash. To, to be able to do some follow-on things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, completely bootstrapped. We're kind of turning the corner on uh, considering investment now, either investment or acceleration, but considering what that looks like to get us through the next leg of development. And that could get interesting. I think we'll we'll have some hard answers here in the next month or so. Let's talk a little bit about how you can, you, you know, even if I were an investor and I wanted to get in on this, where where does the uh profit come from where where does the where do you earn the revenue because as you say when you go to the site it immediately downloads so i don't have to give you a credit card or sure. anything in order to access that are you planning to sell ads on it um how and again it's background noise so is are people really looking at this screen i i'm just I'm just curious about your long range uh revenue yeah what is our business model absolutely the question everybody asks um yeah, so I, I, I guess I just mentioned originally we sold the apps, um, which was yes. great, but that, that paywall there didn't really make sense for what we wanted to do, which is really help people work better. Exactly. Um, so we decided to, to turn, turn off that paywall and just give the apps away for free, which was great. Um, so now we're kind of rounding the corner, as, as I'm sure we, we say a fair amount. We're pivoting a little bit in our business model. Um, going to subscription. So I mentioned we have a lot of audio rolling in, which we're excited about. We have some international tracks. Um, Tokyo will be out there, Brazil perhaps. Um, so a lot of those tracks rolling in, what we'll be doing is offering in three, six, and 12-month tiers is the, the plan now, um, access to our full library for a, a nominal amount. We haven't right. specifically settled in on price point yet, but nothing crazy and certainly nothing that will break the bank. Uh, but, yeah, so you'll have an opportunity to access our full library forever or uh, given your subscription. Oh, we're in a dog-friendly office. Yeah, that, that, that's not oh. the, the coffee shop ambience, by the that way, is, is it? <laughs> oh. uh, we have a dog floating around here as well. So Django has made his appearance on the radio. Um, oh. Welcome, so, Django. So, yeah, that's, that's the plan is going to subscription. We're actually uh, redesigning the site, so you'll see – um, a little aesthetic change here pretty soon, and that will allow us to uh, to put some ads for things that help freelancers and creatives and the people that come to our site work better as well. So outside of the audio, you may see some notebooks, you may see some gear, you may see some other apps that okay. kind of boost productivity. So we'll be advertising, we'll be offering subscriptions, and um, we'll probably be doing a little bit more writing than we have 
um, as well. So just kind of telling the story of how we work and, and right. the workflow and things people may want to think about. Right. Tell me about uh, the subscription a little bit more. Right now, when you go to the site, mm-hmm. it just automatically downloads. If, yep. When you switch over to the subscription model, will you have a very basic version where you can still get that, that very basic uh, loop maybe for just an hour or something, and then you have to uh, buy the subscription if you want to continue, or will it just be all subscription-based that you don't, you don't have that free at all? Uh, so, yeah, that's something we're settling into. And, again, launches, I don't know, I'd, I'd say probably a month out. Um, the plan is to allow people to use the default tracks um, free of charge. Mm-hmm. And then as we add the premium tracks, that would be what people are paying for. Okay. Uh, what, what, if you ever worry about somebody stealing the – I mean – taking it and, and going and doing something that yeah, it would be easy to record is what I'm thinking, is it's sitting there playing and then they could mm-hmm. shut you down. Right. You not have to, to engage on your site again. Yeah, that's that's true. I think the reality of living in the tech world is anybody could steal anything at any time if they tried hard enough. Yeah. Um, and we know that. And, and so what we've done is not only given a product and profitability, but we've built an experience. Yeah. Uh, and what we find is people are coming as much for using it as the engagement and kind of the little quirky stuff they get when they hang out with us or visit our virtual coffee shop, as we call it. Um, so, you know, it's not just a product that we focus on. And if people take that, you know, we lose a user here and then and there. But uh, the people that engage with us on the regular are enjoying hanging out with us. You mentioned that. Well, we've talked about the fact that you're in all but seven countries uh, in the con- in the world. Mm-hmm. Where, where are some of your top global? Where where do you get most of your engagement globally? Yeah, so I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Coffeeivity has Seoul. Um, Seoul, Korea <laughs> is is generally one of our top cities. They were number one for the longest time. Um, I think New York knocked them off just recently, but they go back and forth. Um, so, yeah, New York City, some of the kind of top metropolitan areas. You see L.A. pops up. Um, D.C., Richmond, our hometown, has come on strong. Um, and then getting into London, Seoul, um, Tokyo is big. Um, there's a couple spots in Germany, actually, and then uh, Brazil uh, has been a big user usership. So. Um, pretty good spread across the world is what we've found. You, you really do. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the research behind. Yeah. We don't have to get real technical, but some people might say, "Oh, coffee shop noises," you know. But you you even had doubts at the beginning, and then you said the research bore it out. Can you talk a little bit about what it is uh, that causes people to be more creative when they hear dishes clattering and voices murmuring as they're working? Yeah, absolutely. So the research says, kind of in, in the technical terms, a moderate level of ambient noise is conducive to creative cognition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, I had no idea what that meant when I read it. So I, uh, I got a couple people to break it down. And, and what it really means is being a little bit distracted actually helps you be more creative. So the same reason those aha moments come when we're brushing our teeth or shaving or taking a shower or mowing the lawn, when we're not thinking too much about a task at hand, um, we're actually thinking more abstractly and our creative juices get flowing. So that's what happens, and, and most commonly that level of noise, uh, not too quiet but not too loud and distracting, is generally found in the coffee shop. And so that's what the research says, and that's what we've been able to replicate 
um, to, to a fair extent in competitivity in the audio. So being a little bit distracted, we say, as our tagline is, enough noise to work. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great, great tagline. When you talk about your mobile apps, some people might say, well, I'd, I'd like to have that going on, but when I sit in a coffee shop, I have I have my uh, music going as well, or I might be wanting to look at a video. Do your other apps that play audio work if you've downloaded this app on your device? They do. They do. So um, all of the apps and, and the web app as well, we uh, suggest that, people might consider playing music. Um, we don't, I wouldn't say we encourage it, but um, to each their own. What we found is some people love using music, and so the apps allow you to pull up YouTube. You can pull up iTunes. Um, you can kind of do whatever you want in the background, and what we've found is that layering that music is a really cool experience. And so I, I listen to kind of ambient, no vocals, music with Coffitivity, and I use it just about every day when I write. Okay, now you, you've got a tagline on your website that says that you're on a quest to build the world's largest coffee shop. Obviously, there might be at any one time hundreds of thousands, even millions of people around the world listening to this background music streaming from your site. Uh, do you have any plans to bring those users together as a real coffee shop might? How yeah. Yeah. Talk about the engagement that you envision. Yeah. So, kind of this this could take I, I guess a couple of different paths. Um, as we think about our users, we have a fair amount of creatives and a fair amount of freelancers that come to the site, um, and we think are really about the freelance economy and the amount of people that either have their primary income or supplement income with doing creative projects for others. Um, that's a huge, huge community, is what we found. And they, they end up floating between coffee shops and their offices and their homes. And if we can connect them in the same way the coffee shop does, um, we think that would add a lot of value to their day mm-hmm. and add a lot of value to what we're able to offer to our whole usership. Some sort of collaborative tools, perhaps, where they can Absolutely. share ideas? Yep, yep. So we, we talk about the coffee shop in kind of three C's, if you will. feels very consultancy, but it makes sense. It's the concentration, which we offer now in the audio, allowing people to work. The conversation, as you're in a coffee shop and you look up and see somebody serendipitously, um, you start chatting with them. And then from there, as you've shared ideas, you end up working together. So the third C is collaboration. Um, And if you think about those three Cs, that's what we see in the coffee shop Mm. over and over and over again. Um, There's no reason we can't do that virtually. And, And there are tools out there to do that. Really, we want to put them all on the same platform, whether we build them or we uh, we link up with other people that offer similar things. Well, Ace, it sounds like you've got something going here, and uh, we haven't even mentioned that this is just barely over a year old, so you've made a lot of progress. Wish you well. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit us at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at ithinkbigger.com. Stay tuned for... This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.